We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everyone, to the award-winning Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Friday, September 30th, 2022. Alex Perutha here with Shannon McEwen and back after a hiatus. And K-Train Kreitz. All aboard! Who needs fantasy football? We're still doing fantasy basketball prep. Today, we are focusing on uh, centers, which is one of the most, again, I don't know if contentious positions is the right word, but a position to focus on. Anchorous? Yes. But first, we would be remiss if we did not mention the first preseason game of the year happened this morning, America time, uh, because it happened just north of Tokyo, Japan, between the Warriors and the Wizards. And speaking of centers, James Wiseman, 20 points, nine rebounds, one block and one assist in 24 minutes. He had the best game of anybody that played in this game. Uh, Shannon, I know Wiseman, I, I think is someone that both you and I are interested in this year for drafts. Uh, does this, does this mean anything to you? I, I mean, it's certainly intriguing. I'd much rather if I'm targeting him in, in drafts, I'd much rather have him put up lines like this during the preseason, uh, than total duds. You know, the, the biggest question mark for me when it comes to Wiseman is just going to be what, what the cost is on draft day. You know what, what? What kind of draft capital are you going to have to spend on him uh, to have him on your ADP roster? right now? Shane. Right, right. Which, if you're in a league that's, yeah, you know, depending on the the size of your league, I mean, one thirty six is a little bit too steep for my blood. I, I, I probably want to target him in that one to one forty to one fifty range, which in most cases he won't drop to me. Um, but there's certainly upside, and and if you're if you're targeting up purely upside and upside at the center position in those rounds, then he's definitely one of the players to target. Yeah, I think Kevin Looney. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, I I think he makes for a really nice last pick in like 12 to 14 team leagues, um, at least as a flyer. But we'll see how he continues doing through preseason. If he keeps putting up lines like this, his stock is going to continue rising. Um, This is going to happen throughout all the preseason with all these guys. Uh, some other notes from this game uh, very quickly. Uh, Moses Moody and Kaminga both kind of struggled. Hachimura looks healthy after kind of a weird, bizarre start to last season. Uh, went for 13 and 9 in 25 minutes. 
Uh, the starting lineup for Washington, Monty Morris did indeed get the start, and Porzingis did indeed start at center. So Gafford is coming off the bench. And then continuing his horrific uh, run from Summer League, Johnny Davis went 0 for 5 with two turnovers, but he did have three steals and three assists. Uh, so not looking good so far for him. I He might be battling for a rotation spot if, if this keeps happening uh, to start the season. But we'll see. Let's jump right in um, to our focus on centers. Ken, the consensus number one overall pick. Got to go to Denver for Nikolai Jokic. He's our cover guy for this video. He's everyone's consensus number one pick, regardless of format. The Joker's coming off back-to-back fantasy MVP seasons. Some may be concerned about Jamal Murray and hopefully Michael Porter returning. But remember, Murray and MPJ both played a significant amount of games in 2021 when Jokic dominated and won his first MVP. Plus, do we really think Porter's going to stay healthy? I don't. Jokic is only 27 years old, though he looks older. It should have multiple seasons of incredible play ahead of him. Our forecast for him this season, 27 points, 13 boards, eight assists, one and a half steals, almost a block, and 1.4 threes per game with great percentages. Drafting Jokic Furch is a no-brainer. Unless you guys have any conflicting thoughts, Shannon, why don't you tell us about the number two center in the first round? Yeah, the number two center, Joel Embiid. We've talked about him a little bit already uh, in the past few episodes. Coming off a monster season, 30.6, 11.7 rebounds, 4.2 assists, 2.6 stocks. We have basically projected to do about the same. Um, you know, he, he His field goal percentage is not the greatest for a big man, 49.9% last year. Um He's only had one of one of his six seasons has he uh, eclipsed 50%, but he's strong from the line. He hits three-pointers as well. I love Embiid as a player. I think he's going to be fantastic for the Sixers this year. The biggest question mark will always be the number of games played. You know, it, he, he played a career-high 68 games last year. Um, if he if re- repeats and can play six, 65 to 70 games, then he's going to be – well worth the top uh, top 10 pick this season. Uh, my worries are, you know, one, the game's played, and two, James Harden is now there for the entire season. I fully expect the Sixers to feed and bead. He'll be the focal point. The offense will run through him, and they'll feed him first before Harden gets his. But Harden is going to take away, and it's, it, it doesn't – the team's not going to require him be the lift, you know, to provide such a heavy lift this year. Um, fairly deep. All four of the t- the top four options are all very solid. Can definitely fill it up. Um, you know, if, if it depends on the format, essentially. If if you're on DraftKings doing best ball drafts, and which is extremely thin at the center position, there are very very <laughs> limited amount of players who have C eligibility on DraftKings best ball. So if you're going there and want to pick and be fourth, fifth, I get it. I would do the same. Underdog, I think that's too high. There's too many other players that are eligible at that position. Same with Yahoo and Fantrax. I think he's going a little bit too high. But on a site like ESPN where he's dropping to eighth, ninth, somewhere in that range, I, I would jump all over him in that spot. Yeah, I think his percentages or his field goal percentage takes a little bit of a hit because he does shoot so many threes. But I think 
if he gets better chemistry with James Harden this year and he has Tyrese Maxey as a pick-and-roll partner as well, maybe there's just better looks inside in general. He doesn't need to take as many threes. Uh, our first round, our third first round center is Carl Anthony Towns. Um, although I guess this year he's technically playing power forward. I, I think it'll depend on whatever site you play on in terms of whether or not he qualifies at center. Uh, but I, I think a lot of sites will still have him there. Average ADP of 9.3 right now. Rudy Gobert is now there next to him. Um, yeah, I think I think the shift to power forward. I've talked about this a lot. I mean, it's going to affect his stats. I, I don't think there's a way that his stat profile looks the exact same. I think we're going to see fewer rebounds, fewer blocks. Although I don't, I don't know how fewer blocks for a person seven feet tall is even possible. He's at like <laughs> one flat block per game, basically. Um, I, I think you actually have fewer assists as Anthony Edwards um, takes more handle the ball, and there's more pick and roll game with Rudy Gobert, stuff like that. Um, but I, I still understand drafting him in the first round. I think if you're in a two-center league, he's definitely still a first-round uh, value based on the scarcity of the position. I just, in a, in a standard one-center league, I, I'm taking him a little later past the first round. But in many cases, his, again, his ADP is nine. He's going firmly in the first round in uh, the vast majority of drafts. You do Let's jump. when Edwards becomes option number one in that offense. Yeah, it could happen this year. I, it's a lot of people are kind of predicting that, and and you can see that when you look at Anthony Edwards' ADP, which is really pushing up uh, pretty far. People are expecting that, or even even if you look at most valuable player odds, Towns and that, uh, Anthony Edwards are like back to back, essentially. So um, a lot of people are expecting a, a pretty significant year from Edwards. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, let's jump into something a little more spicy. Our sleeper centers. Shannon, who you got? Well, this is extremely spicy. Uh, like PJ it. Washington, uh, big man for for Charlotte, uh, with with Bridges out, probably for the season. I, I think that's kind of to be determined. What's gonna if there's gonna be a disciplinary action for Bridges? I fully expect PJ Washington to step it up and be required uh, to carry a heavier heavier load uh, for for the. Uh, for the Hornets, I always want to call them the Bobcats. They'll never go away. Uh, Still the Bobcats until they like make the playoffs. Right, right. Um, you know, PJ Washington, 24 year old forward center. Depending on the format, he might not be eligible at center. Uh, but I, I just, I like what we've seen from him in the past. He took a slight step back last year, but he had a smaller role. You had the kind of the emergence of, of Bridges at that time. Washington's coming to camp in much better shape this year. No surprise there. That's just the time of year it is where we get those kind of updates. Uh, but I, I like Washington's overall skill set. He's a guy who can get you over one steal and one block per game. He hits three-pointers. He hit 1.73s last year at about 36.5% clip. Uh, he's not the greatest rebounder, uh, but he'll get you, you know, if he's playing 30 minutes, he'll get six, six and a half, seven rebounds and, and has the ability to score. Yeah, he, he scored 13 points his sophomore season. I, I think he has the ability to ratchet that up a little bit, get to 15, 16 points, six, six and a half, seven rebounds with those with the three pointers and the defensive stats. I think he's well worth a pick in the top 120. Bridges leaves a lot of shot attempts to get mm-hmm. spread around those Hornets, and Washington seems like the most obvious recipient. Yeah, Washington. I think Washington is. Um, you know, a lot of times the the sleeper topic kind of gets roped into like guys who didn't do very good last year that are kind of sneaky i think washington is almost more of like a true sleeper where people just aren't paying attention uh to him and he could have a bigger role kind of by the numbers like two years ago you you know you mentioned him having a better season or a more involved season shannon he ranked 79th per game 
an eight cat. He's going around pick 100 in most drafts these days. And then also, even from a fantasy points perspective two years ago, he was essentially one fantasy point per game. So if you think he's going to get 30 minutes, as he has in two of his three NBA seasons, you're talking about a guy who's going to average 30 fantasy points a game and is well worth a top 100 pick, if not something closer to 75. Yeah, and right, I mean, right now he's going, depending, it depends on the format, but he's going 113 in underdog, 102 in ESPN and Yahoo. Um, I'm happily grabbing him in that 100 range. Uh, if yeah. he drop, but I, I've had tons of drafts where I've seen him go even later, like the 120 range. So if, if you're looking for a forward who, who may be center eligible, uh, after pick 100, Washington's a guy to target. That's also a good thing to keep in mind, too, is multi-position eligibility. I feel like we, we don't always hammer that home on the podcast because it's like not always a topic. But it, multi-position eligibility is huge, especially that forward center. Again, especially if you're in two center leagues. Yep. I did like an NFBC draft the other day. Realized I it was a two center league like way too late. Had to grab four centers in a row uh, <laughs> to even make up for it. I had to grab like Sangoon, Pirtle, Capella, Mitchell Robinson back to back to back to back just to even like have uh, proficiency at the position. It's a deep league, but still. Um, so those multi position guys forward center on fan tracks. I know I just had a draft there where, right. I, where I snagged him. Yeah. So extra, extra valuable, uh, above his uh, rank and above his ADP. But I digress. Ken, who is your sleeper center? Let's go to LA for Avica Zubats. Average ADP of 113. He's cheap, he's even as low as 137 on underdog. Look, Zubats is the only center. In Clipperland, he's got to play. Isaiah Hartenstein's off to New York. Zubats's backup is 82-year-old Robert Covington, who's only six-seven. Zubats has improved in each of his six seasons, yet he's only 25 years old. He's a very cheap double-double. He's going to see career-high minutes, probably around 28-29 this year a game. So that means over one and a half blocks a game as well, plus a very strong 62-plus. Uh, field goal percentage. He's practically free in the ninth round in a 12-team league. Uh, very happy to grab Zubats late uh, as wonderful bench strength at center. Yeah, I think uh, Zubats has proven to be a per-minute monster in the past. It's just a matter of how how much do they trust him. Personally, I still have concerns that he. I, I'm not sure he's going to play more than about 28 minutes. I agree with everything you said, Ken. It's like who they have Covington back there. Moses Brown is not even on a standard contract. He has to make yeah. the team. And this, um, is his, this is Brown's 40th team, 41st. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it seems like I, I don't think they love Marcus Morris there, even though maybe they'll play him at center to start the yeah. year um, occasionally here and there. Batum, again, is another option that they sometimes Batum play. Batum is only center. a center because he's slow. Exactly. He's only, yes. He's only yes, one hundred percent. Um, I I love I I love Zubac. I, I yeah. think even if he only plays twenty eight minutes per game, he's going to exceed his current ADP value. He's going to put put together career best numbers. I, I, I he's been around forever, uh, but he's only entering his age twenty five season. Last year in twenty four and a half minutes per game, ten points, eight and a half rebounds, and one block with. With an amazing sixty-two point six percent field goal percentage, this is a guy where if even if he's playing those twenty-eight minutes, you know that means he's going to have 12, 10, one and a half blocks per you know one point three blocks per game, 
with right. that great field goal percentage, and, and he doesn't, he's not a drain on free throw percentage. 73% last year, 79 the year before. I, I think he's an absolute steal in drafts this season. Yep. It's it's easy in these late round center picks to ignore the free throw percentage issue. There's a lot of crummy free throw percentages from center, and they get fouled more. So, uh, yeah, the fact that Zubats is acceptable is a nice plus. He's a, he's a great high floor option at the end of drafts, especially in Roto Leagues, like you mentioned, Ken, where he's uh, someone who's not killing your, your free throw percentage. But, yeah, great high floor. I don't even know if you mentioned the half a steal a game in 24 minutes. So um, 1.5 combined steals and blocks. That's nice. Um, so originally I put down Alper and Shangoon as my sleeper center, but I am pivoting because we've talked so much Sangoon that uh, I don't Can even you know. Can you talk too much Sangoon? I don't know if he qualifies anymore. I'm starting to think he's like not even really a sleeper. So I'm pivoting <laughs> to another guy who may also not exactly be a sleeper, but I think his ADP on some sites is absurd. Um, Miles Turner, who is going like 93 on underdog, uh, or 97, excuse me. And I know that he is a little bit better in uh, Roto Leagues because of his high free throw percentage and blocks are weighed a little heavier in Roto uh, or category leagues in general than they are in, in points leagues. But this is, a, this is a guy who has ranked... Four times in his career has ranked in the top 40. He's ranked in the between 38 and 28 four times in his seven-year career. I know that there are some questions about Indiana. He's been on the trade block since he was born. Uh, they have <laughs> Isaiah Jackson there, who people people are drafting Isaiah Jackson very high as well, hoping that he has a great And Jalen Smith. They're all excited about Jalen Smith. And Jalen Smith, who I yeah. think is going to start at power forward, which I, I don't know about that. Um but I feel like this is potentially the year we've sort of been waiting for for Turner, where he gets more touches, um, where he maybe gets some more rebounds. Maybe. Um, How about this, Alex? How about this, Alex? You get him cheap, like in those late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And you trade him in January before he winds up. Could do it. You know, getting moved to a playoff squad that needs help in the paint. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, there is, you know, I think some people are maybe drafting him so low because they're worried the Pacers are going to, like, flat-out tank towards the end of the year. I don't think the team, this team is that bad. They might still try it. The um, game counts a concern. The game counts a little bit of a CERN, you know, in the 40s the last two years. Yeah, he hasn't been especially healthy. Uh, but I, I'll pick 100 it, in underdog. I You got to get him earlier. For two and a half blocks a game, maybe more. Per game value for Turner last season was 25. It, you know, it depends on what ranks you're looking at. Basketball Monster, 25th overall in per game value, uh, which was good enough for the like eighth or ninth best center, who's basically right between Gobert and, and Lucevic. Uh, it, it's crazy that he's dropping to that 80 or 90 range on, on ESPN and Underdog. Uh, he is more expensive than that on Yahoo, 45 ADP. I know DraftKings best ball, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there is a dearth of center-eligible players in that format, so he is going higher as well. Um, but I don't think it's a crazy – it's not 45. I think it's more like 75. Um, so it's I, – I love him. I you know, one, one – all right. Miles Turner or your boy Shangoon, which one are you picking there, Alex? Um, 
That's actually a, that's a, that's a really interesting question. My gut says Shangun because I think his his workload is safer, his usage is safer because they have. I think they're going to actually try to like feature him, and I think he's capable of being featured. But I think you can draft these guys essentially back to back. All right, that's a good question though. That might be a that might be a Twitter poll, but I think everyone's going to vote Shangun. That'd be that'd be my initial guess, just based on ADPs. They're they're both uh, like mid eighties ADP average. A little different for each sites, but they're both like right at the mid eighties. Yeah, and uh, I know I know for my best ball drafts, one another Shangun or Jarrett Allen has been one I've been considering. Oh. And I kind of split it 50-50. Um it's it's a reach for taking Shangun that that early, admittedly. Yeah, but I th- I think if you're doing enough best ball drafts, you should have some you should have you gotta find a way to get shares of Shangun. You yeah. can't always uh, avoid you promised it. Promise we weren't gonna talk too much Shangun, Alex. Sorry, here we are. The man is like a it's it's like a moth to a flame. He, <laughs> The fantasy world is just revolving around Elper and Shangun. I picture a giant poster over your bed of, of Shangun. Yeah, uh, yeah, making a he like should, an outlet pass. We shouldn't even be talking about like ADPs. It should be like, is this guy? Are you drafting him before plus or yeah, plus or minus Shangun? Are you drafting him before <laughs> or after Elper and Shangun? Uh, okay, let's jump to a different topic: the overrated centers. Mm. Uh, I'll jump in here and start. So if he qualifies at center, I'm saying Christian Wood is being overrated this draft season. His ADP is between 46 and 65. He's ranked but he's ranked 61st and 74th the past two seasons. So his ADP is basically implying that he's going to get better this year. Again, I feel like I've hammered this on my multiple podcasts. He's coming off the bench. Maybe he plays 30 minutes a game. In theory, just based on talent. Uh, that's on the Dallas roster, he should be playing 30 minutes a game. Should have had plenty of shots available to him in Houston. That's the thing. The the coaching was loose in Houston, and he got a lot of minutes and a lot of touches, and that team played fast. Um, and he still ranked like 74th last year. So people drafting in 46th, I don't know what's happening there. I I, I don't really understand. And last how year, he's... Dallas was the slowest. I think tied with the Knicks for slowest uh, shot attempts per game, possessions per game. Yeah, per game. like a pace thing. Yeah. I I I think he's better in roto leagues because there's a chance his field goal percentage is very good um, with more dimes from from Doncic. Uh, but in a points league, I don't really get that at all. And then if he does not count as center, uh, I'm going with a guy I really like. Jonas Valanciunas. Um, I really like Valanciunas in general. I think he's very good. But he's going between 50 and 83 on both sites. He ranked 43rd last year. That was without Zion. And that was without McCollum for most of the year. So there were... And Ingram only played 55 games. So there were 20-ish games where Valanciunas was essentially the number one option for the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, So... You know, at least his ADP, his earliest ADP is still behind where he ranked last year. But I, I think he's going to take a step back this year. And almost literally, because I think he's going to take more threes. Um, but I, w- I would not be grabbing him at like 50. I would I would wait more towards like that 70, 70-ish range, personally. We have no idea how well Valanchunas and Zion are going to play together. That could be right. a traffic jam in the key, those two. They should lead the league in offensive rebounds at the, at the very least. So... Uh, a lot of extra possessions there, but um, 
Shannon, any strong leads on uh, leans on either of these guys before we jump to your guys? I, I mean, I think there's there the question marks you you addressed are are definitely there, and my I follow this same train of thought. I'm less worried about Christian Wood I, only because I Dallas's dearth of talent uh, means he will get the minutes. I, I don't care if he's not coming off the bench or if he's coming off the bench or starting. I think he's going to see 30 minutes per game and be productive. Um, maybe maybe a slight a slight step back from what we saw from him last year. Valanciunas, there is a much bigger concern because you've got you've got Ingram, you've got Zion, you got McCollum, three players who are all going to be options over him on offense. Whereas there were stretch last year where where JV was the guy uh, for the Pelicans. So I I'm I. It's he's got to drop considerably. I'm definitely not taking him in the, in the top 60. Uh, and then once he drops far enough, you're you're looking at guys. You're comping them to to guys like Miles Turner, who we're very high on. I, I you know I think I think Turner has a better path to be a top 40 player this year than Valanciunas does. So it's tough for me to get get many uh, shares of Valanciunas on my teams this year. We'll keep it rolling with you. You have more of a center situation that you think is overrated. Yeah, I know we've talked about this team a little bit already, but I'm avoiding outside of number one overall pick, uh, Banchero. I'm avoiding the the Orlando Magic's front court. Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba, both. Go, Wendell Carter's a top 100 pick. Uh, he was great last year. Uh, played well down the stretch. Uh, finished with 15, 10. Uh, uh, what, what, about 1.3 stocks per game, so not a ton on the defensive end. Uh, I'm skeptical that he's going to see enough playing time to repeat. Um, and even if he still plays 30 minutes per game, uh, his usage is going to go down. Um, this team's healthier than they were last year, uh, and they have a, a new number one overall pick who they're building their team around. Uh, you've got Jonathan Isaac, uh, presumably will, will return to a basketball court at some point in the future. Okiki's still on the team, uh, Mo Bamba, the Wagner brothers. That's a lot of people to fit into three positions. Yeah. And, and Carter doesn't block shots. No. Center's got to block shots. If you don't get blocks from center, you're hosed in that category. Which is so odd because coming in, I mean, his defensive skill set is one of the reasons why he was – he was considered a, a good prospect coming out of college, and even that yeah, rookie 1. season, one point three blocks a yeah, game in Chicago yeah. rookie season, and then just stopped. Yep, I don't know if he just pulled away from the. You know, he's taking more threes now, doing things like that. If he pulled away from the hoop a little bit, uh, fifteen to ten is going to be hard to repeat, and and I would definitely not project that for for Wendell Carter, and then Mo Bamba, Bamba. Similar, similar thought process, except for he's a guy who's he's behind Wendell Carter, another player I don't like. Bamba will probably still see, you know, 15 to 20 minutes per game. I highly doubt he sees the 25, 26 minutes he saw last year. You know, even in 20 minutes per, he'll get you one and a half blocks per game. That'll hold value in deeper formats. But if I'm in a 10 or 12 team league, there's no way I'm selecting Bamba. I'm, I'm looking elsewhere. You know, he's going as high as 100. On Yahoo, I think that's a, a supreme reach. Uh, I, I'm going to look elsewhere for my blocks or go with a, a, a guy like Zubach. Yeah, and I, I think an important part of Carter's uh, fantasy value last year or something you have to look at, his last two months of the season, 
um, he was averaging like 20 and 10 yeah. for like 20 games straight at the end of the year, which is not an organic 20 and 10. The whole team was hurt. They're feeding him a ton. Um, so if you look at just like his first, like if you look at his October through December, he had like a pretty middle of the road January in terms of like between super good and, and normal. His first 34 games of the season, he was just like 13 and 10. Um, and so he was getting a lot of steam at the end of the year that I think like you're alluding to, Shannon, wasn't necessarily real. He's also on a four-year decline at free throw percentage. Wouldn't be shocking at all if he shot mid-60s from the free throw line uh, for Carter this year. But that log jam, that playing time log jam and who they focus on developing, I don't think Orlando even knows. It's a mess. They're just going to keep mixing and matching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ken, who is your overrated center? I feel like we mentioned him being overrated every year, but uh, I'm going to go to Washington for Kristaps Porzingis. He's got an average ADP of 58. He's as high as 36 on fan tracks. Over the past four seasons, Porzingis has averaged just under 50 games played per season. He can't stay healthy. He cannot bang inside. His rebounds are on a three-year decline. Honestly, his per-game production is still solid. But his inevitable Monday night injuries are going to drive you crazy all season long. You know, you set your lineup for the week Monday. He gets hurt Monday night. You're eating goose eggs uh, for seven days or six days. Daniel Gafford's looming, and the Wizards really need Gafford's rim protection. Plus, Kyle Kuzma is a legitimate power forward. He averaged eight and a half boards last season. Um you know, give me Kuzma at his much lower ADP of 93. I know he'll play 66-plus games. You guys were talking about Carter uh, stats getting beefed up when no one was around. Well, the unicorn strong Washington numbers, they came yeah. with both Bradley Beal and Kuzma out for Washington. Washington was in full tank mode. Uh, I just don't see it happening for Porzingis. Very happy to let someone else grab him in the high 50s. Porzingis was a monster in March and April. Yeah. I mean, people people forget that they were just like, yeah. What what if we gave number? It was like when the the Knicks were like, what if we what if Porzingis was our number one option? He's out here <laughs> averaging like he's out here averaging like twenty two nine and three. Not well, even playing that Bija many. Sort of playing that you know it was like who is going to shoot the ball for this terrible Washington team? Somebody has right. to. I understand the I understand your concerns with Porzingis, Ken, and I I don't disagree with him spending you know a top fifty pick on him. Is rough. I, I get a little bit more flexible the further you go down, top sixty. Okay, sure. I, I, I'm I'm playing around with that. He he. There's very few players in the NBA uh, who can who can get average two plus blocks and two plus uh, three pointers per game. And Porzingis is one of them. Um, he's done it already once in his career. I know it was a few years ago, but that's tantalizing. And the fact that his free throw percentage. Is elite, you know, yeah, field goal percentage is a little bit of a ding for for a big man. But I I it's just the the game's played is all that's gonna matter at the end. But if this team, if this Washington team's competitive and they need, you know, and Porzingis is healthy and they're competitive, he's playing 32, 33 minutes per game, he's gonna be an absolute monster. He's gonna put up his best fantasy season ever. But those are big ifs, you know, that that's the that's the kind of risk you might want to take. And, can take no, I'm not sure if he though, can you know, either. Literally see him fold at midcourt. <laughs> but yeah, hey, big upside. Grab him in the late 60s or 70s. Absolutely. Go for it. You know, confirm he qualifies at center. But at that ADP, 
uh, in the 50s, I need too much production out of the 50s. I need somebody I can rely on more. Yeah, the the two the two blocks and two threes per game thing is is really interesting. I mean, we talked about um, obviously we talked did about not Miles happen Turner. last year. We should stress it did not happen last. No, year. it did not happen last year. But three plus total. Uh, anybody anybody with that upside is um, someone that's really interesting. I'm trying to do a quick search right now. Um, it looks like the only two players in history that have done. Two steals and two blo- or two threes and two blocks per game are the aforementioned Kristaps Porzingis, Rasheed Wallace. No, but that's no. that's a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to guess before? Shannon, do you have a guess? Uh, yeah, AK forty-seven or Josh Smith, one of those two. Brooke Lopez. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Our boy, Brooke Lopez, the only two players. That'd be the Milwaukee days, right? Current Milwaukee oh, days. Yeah. yeah, so it was 2018-19, Brooke Lopez. Uh, two steals, or excuse me, I don't know why I keep saying steals. Two uh, threes, two blocks per game. Only two players are going to be a history to do that. That's um, a good, good call out because Brooke Lopez, another underrated center. There we go. Ooh, interesting. There we go. Yeah, a lot of people draft Portis above him, I've, I'm noticing, but um, interesting. Okay, let's get a word from our good friends at Caesars. With the NFL kicking off and the NBA season nearing, today is the best time to try Caesar Sportsbook. Anyone who is at least 21 years old and in a licensed Caesar Sportsbook state can create a new account and redeem the Caesar Sportsbook promo code ROTO15. That's R O T O 1 5. The promo code gives new users a risk free bet, risk free first bet up to $1,500. Visit Caesars.com slash sportsbooks or download the caesar sportsbook app today and don't forget to use the promo code roto 15 when signing up that is roto 15 all right let's dive into our southwest division fantasy preview uh we talked about dallas a little bit already in relation to christian wood so we can start there uh we we kind of we discussed christian wood already so we'll, we'll skip him for now Jalen Brunson goes to New York. We have Spencer Dinwiddie now going to start at point guard. He had a really good playoffs last year. Yeah. Um, but they're going to start JaVale. Right. They're going to start JaVale at center. Wood's coming off the bench. Tim Hardaway is coming for off now, the bench. For now. Come on. For now. But this center, this this big man mix is pretty – it's pretty loaded up front. You have McGee, Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, and even Dorian Finney-Smith is going to get his minutes – uh, especially at power forward. Yeah. I, Ken, what's your read on, like, first thought on either of these situations going on in Dallas? I'm going to break a little news. Woj just announced oh. the Celtics signed Blake Griffin. It's more oh, Celtics absolutely. news that I care about than it is fantasy news. But okay, yeah. we need a pick. That's fine. Uh, this is the thing in Dallas. They love Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber. I'm not sure why. They're winning with him. He's part. They're definitely part of their slow things down. As few possessions a game as possible, and they can shoot corner threes. Uh, I think McGee coming in as the starter is just coaching fodder to motivate an immature Wood. I think by the twelfth game of the season, Wood will be starting. Uh, but uh, I agree with your reasons to um, believe Woods overrated at that ADP is at. And to me, uh, Dimwitty, who you mentioned, is really the undervalued player 
in this Mavericks lineup. Yeah, I have I have mixed thoughts on Dinwiddie pretty often because I, I think he's a little bit of an overrated fantasy player or has been, but it depends on where you get him. And the fact is, he's going to the role he's played. The role he played in the playoffs shows that he meshes with this team and he can mix with Luka Doncic. So I, there shouldn't be any concerns about that. We should note that your your Blake Griffin news just for for people not uh, watching the podcast, Shannon just got up and left. Uh, that, <laughs> He's like a former a former piston putting on the Boston green. That's too much. <laughs> what it really speaks to is how woefully thin Boston is in the front oh, court yeah. now that Williams is had that total surprise surgery. They just announced, oh, by the way, Time Lord had knee surgery yesterday. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> you know. Um, so you know, they need bodies. They don't want Luke yeah. Cornett, the green cornet, playing major minutes for, for Boston. Hey, Griffin showed some spark for the Nets in the playoffs. I mean, he's bench fodder. He's large. That's the best thing you can say at this point. He's large. Yeah, some spark when he sat down on the benches and <laughs> the sparks flew. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think they 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 were probably going through training camp and they're like, we're seeing a lot of Luke Cornette out here. Uh, <laughs> yes. We might need to get someone in here. Um, I'm not a- adding Griffin to our underrated centers list. Let's just say that. No. Okay, in Houston, uh, again, we, we talked a little Shangoon because he is um he's the fantasy darling of the year. But I think I think the you know a question also worth asking. I'm gonna pose this to you, Shannon, uh, because you and I kind of had a discussion about Jalen Green in the office the other day. Um, what do you think of this Porter and Green mix in the backcourt? Uh, I'm not a big fan of the mix. Uh, I, I like sure. one side of it. I, I've liked Jalen Green a ton. Kevin Porter, not a big believer. Um, I don't think he's going to be a long-term solution for the Rockets. But with Jalen Green, uh, I think we're going to see a guy who just kind of explodes this season. And it's going to be like, you know, you and I mentioned it yesterday. It's going to be like Anthony Edwards last year, kind of that second-year sophomore leap. With Green, he already started to see – we started to see that improvement as the season wore on last year. In his final 24 games, he averaged 22 points, 3.8 rebounds, 3.2 assists, uh, 0.8 steals, uh, 3.1 three-pointers made. There's a ton of upside here. I wish we would have seen better defensive stats or more more assists last year. But on the scoring side, it's already there. He was, he was fairly efficient as well over that 24-game stretch, 47.5% from the floor, 75.5% from the line, 39% from downtown. So as far as filling it up and scoring buckets, I think he's already there. We're going to see him take it uh, another step. I, 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 I don't think it's crazy to say he could average 23, 24 points per game this season, um, which is – a, a huge improvement over a rookie year where he averaged 17.3. Um, you know, we've, we've just seen that kind of growth from other talented high pedigree players like Jalen Green in the past. We're going to see it from him this year. He's still going to need, you know, to really be an elite fantasy option. He's going to need to get more rebounds or assists and, and then do more damage on the defensive end. But, but I think that'll come as he matures. Can I dump on Kevin Porter some? Oh, yeah, stand, Kevin. go ahead. High volume shooter, even though he's shooting 41 and a half from the field, a two to one assist to turnover ratio. You know, when you're rebuilding, just having a mistake at point guard is just ruins everything. And they can't, you can't have two immature guys in the backcourt. 
Green has the upside where you'll tolerate growing pains. But Porter, uh, I think we're going to see a lot of Ty Ty Washington come the end of the season when the Rockets are 20 games back and they're realizing what the current starting five doesn't work. Um, so I, I'm, I'm fading Porter. Porter had a really bad first three months that, that dragged down his fantasy value significantly. Not that his final, not that the final half of his season was like exceptional, but he shot, he played 11 games in November and shot 34% from the field. It's just, you know, well, really we know, we know he has immaturity issues from the whole just utterly being released by Cleveland for, you know, still not fully disclosed reasons. I just, I just don't have any faith in Porter. He, he did, in fact, like drive home in the middle of one game because he got crossed over so bad by Facundo Campazzo. That was pretty crazy. Um, all Let's, right. Let's, what? <laughs> just what, one aspect about Porter, and this is why he's so tantalizing. This is why people do draft him the last seven games of the season. 28.7 points, 7.3 rebounds, 7.4 assists, 1.4 steals, 48% from the floor, 87%. From the line, and it was very meaningful end of season rocket game. I know, I know, but when <laughs> when you have a guy go out and post a 30-12-12 line, I understand why people become yeah. in fix with him. He, I I just don't believe that he's going to be a long term option, and he's going to be with Shangun to take a step up. And we haven't even talked about you know the actual other building block alongside Jalen Green, Jabari Smith. You know, mm-hmm. Poker might be. Yeah, yeah. At best, he's he's gonna be option two and a half, but he could be the fourth option by by midseason. He should. Kevin Porter notably put up a fifty piece against the Milwaukee Bucks two years ago. Uh, yeah. I think that really got people excited. Porter, at some point in the season, is gonna get benched and is gonna throw a public stink about it, which is gonna make the situation worse, not better. It certainly could. Let's jump to Memphis. Can John Morant stay healthy? Um, I think he's had some, he's had some, like he's been banged up a little bit here and there. I think a lot of people are just concerned about his style of play. He's a high flying guy who weighs 150 pounds soaking wet. Um, You also have Desmond Bain um, as someone who may continue to improve and someone who his ADP is creeping up. I think people are like, well, maybe, you know, are we could be like an all-star type season. I got Desmond Bain. Uh, we also have Jaron Jackson's injury kind of looming large over this thing. He, he potentially could return in November. I, there's like positive spin around that. I don't believe it. I just don't. He broke his foot. You got the injury prone guy who broke his foot. Um, what are the chances he comes back in November or December and then plays with the health games anyway? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we got Brandon Clark in the mix as well. Um, Ken, what's kind of your first... What's your first thought here? Well, I'm with you on Jackson. I mean, wh- they're not going to rush him back. Who's to say he stays healthy when he does? Love granted, grabbing Brandon Clark cheap. Clark was the darling of the fantasy community two years ago. Stumbled a bit, and now everybody hates him. Uh, give me Clark. What is he, 25, I think? I mean, people are acting like he's, he's young, 42. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they'll, they'll give – and with Adams, Adams is not a 30-minutes-a-game center. Clark's going to see a lot of minutes at center in small ball lineups. I believe in the Desmond Bain uh, improvement. Our friends in Yahoo don't. That was an interesting debate we had with their uh, uh, with their team. But um, I believe in the Bain improvement. I like Bain if you can get him, 50, 51, 52. And I like getting Brandon Clark cheap on this squad. I w- 
Morant is just a younger Porzingis to me. God, he's so great to watch. But you watch one Grizzlies game and you realize why he gets hurt. I mean, he is high flying around the rim, just sacrificing his body on multiple drives to the point where you think he's going to get injured in the game you are watching, <laughs> let alone over 82 games. Yeah, I'm actually, with Jackson, I'm surprised that he's still being drafted as high as he is this this year. I mean, basically like 87, 87 Yahoo, 81 ESPN, 93 on underdog. I have, you know, he's dropped to like 120 to me in a basketball draft, and I'll just bite the bullet and and consider him a stash. But all we have to do is look back at the recent past and and heading into the – the 2020-2021 season when Jackson had an injury and everyone thought, oh, he's going to be back by Christmas or January 1st. He ended up playing 11 games that season, 23 and a half minutes per. It's a little bit of a different Memphis team. They're expected to compete. So if he's healthy, they'll bring him back. But it's tough. I mean, I'm I'm valuing, valuing him closer to the 2021 season than than what he did last year when he was fantastic you know 16 points 2.3 blocks it's you know with the foot injury with a big man as well i'm pretty much avoiding him with morant i i'm with you alex i I like morant in in point-based formats but but not as a top 10 pick uh we we need a if if it's a rotisserie league and he's going in the 20 range then then i'm more more likely to jump on Let's jump to the Pelicans. Uh, number one question: Can Zion Williamson stay healthy? Uh, number, and then we also have we talked something we talked about earlier, so we don't have to touch on it a ton. But Zion and Valanciunas together; those are two guys who live around the rim. We have CJ McCollum now starting at point guard, uh, six about six assists a game in the twenty six games he had in New Orleans last season. Um, Shannon, I mean, is, is Zion something uh, someone you're you're targeting in drafts and where he's going ADP wise? Do you have a real situation? Yeah, I, I'm all over Zion this year. I, I think he looks great. Uh, you know, the whole year off, he should be. He, he's an absolute monster when he actually plays, and I expect him to play this year. He's going in the 40 range on Yahoo and ESPN, which is an insane Surprising. value. Yeah, that, yeah. that value is insane. I would absolutely snatch him up there. You know, at basketball leagues, he's closer to like 20. Um, I still like him in that range as well. Uh, I, you know, last year he was he picked in the top 15. And I think he should be valued at that that same rate this season. I want to reiterate what you said, Alex. C.J. McCollum, almost six assists a game in what he played for with the Pelicans. He is their point guard. You know, everyone's used to him playing next to uh, Lillard in uh, Portland, but he is New Orleans' point guard. I, I can easily see him doing six assists a game, especially with some easy dump-offs to Zion in the lane. Uh, McCollum's at 49. I like him a hair better than that. Uh, because of what he's added to his game with the assists. Kevin, I do have to roll. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Shane. What about I, I do I do question what about Herbert Jones? Are you guys buying that he's gonna stick in the starting lineup uh and provide value for like 12 and 14 team leagues this season? How can they not give Trey Murphy more minutes? Murphy looks good. I I mean I think they need defense in that starting lineup. And Herb Jones is one of the better defenders in the NBA already. Um so I, I think he'll be in the starting lineup, yeah. But do I think his his usage is going to jump significantly? Not really. But he was he was ninety first per game value last year. 
So yeah, yeah draft him in a standard league. No, no issues about that. Um, all right, Ken, I'm just going to ask you as a whole here, because the San Antonio Spurs are in a deep rebuild. Yeah. What, what is going on here? <laughs> well, first Trey Jones is going to get crazy minutes of point guard. Uh, you've waxed poetically Alex a few times about his fantastic assist to turnover ratio. So if you're in a turnover league, I especially love Trey Jones as a secondary point guard. Well, I ask you two guys, who the heck's going to lead this team in scoring? I think it's Calvin Johnson. Um, they signed him to a contract. Give I think, money. uh, he loves to score. The man does not love to pass. Um, and I think Devin Vassell is actually a better passer uh, than Keldon Johnson. Um, I, I but Vassell and Vassell and Johnson are going uh, basically back to back in some in some fantasy leagues, which I understand because Vassell is um, more defensive upside, more well rounded, uh, kind of a spot up secondary guy, maybe more efficient. Uh, but I think Keldon Johnson is the number one option on this team. Yeah, it's definitely one of those two. Uh, I. I, I... I love grabbing either in drafts this season. Uh, Kelton Johnson probably holds the edge. He averaged 17 points per game last season. Uh, very, very uh, solid opportunity to get, get above 20 by a comfortable margin this year. Yeah. Um, okay. Ken, your old man rant. Ah, give Tua a game off. How obviously concussed does an NFL player need to be to get out of a game? Last Sunday, the entire country saw the Dolphin quarterback wobble through their Buffalo win after obvious head trauma. It was insane that he went back into that game against the Bills. And then Miami ridiculously plays him again on a short week, only after five days rest, just to get hammered last night by the Bengals. Look, head trauma is one of the many reasons I prefer the NBA to the NFL. In this acknowledged CTE era of football, it's criminal that the Dolphins let Tua play last night. Arr! I can't get yeah. that picture of his mangled fingers when he had the um, nerve-ending issues when he got knocked out, and he's on his back with the fingers all splayed oh, yeah. out. Oh, man. Oh, he's, oh. I didn't see it happen, but I saw people tweet about it, and I knew it was bad. It was terrible. Yeah. I think, he's going to uh, be Junior Seau. You know, like the the warning signs look atrocious. And this is you know, the reminder that we are not doctors. Do not take <laughs> we our are medical, not medical experts. We're not medical experts. No, that's a very good point. But uh, I, I would have said. Teddy Bridgewater is a good backup. Bridgewater is not a bad backup, too. We avoided any mispronounced names, I think, uh, which is good. Although, uh, Ken, I saw you I saw you write the, the pronunciation yeah. guy for Zubach's name. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, not not obvious at first blush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by Caesars. We're kicking it to you again. Ken, take us out of here with a quote. Let's go uh, to New York from his, from uh, uh, Washington Center, current Washington Center. Christoph Porzingis said this when he was in New York. I want to be part of this organization. I know the fans are a little harsh sometimes, but that's how it is here in New York, and I'm ready for it. Oh, really, Kristaps? Anyway, attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.